0: This is the Sunday before Halloween, okay? And uh, some of you might question why are we involved downtown with such a wicked holiday? You know, why do we get out there and work with the kids on the safe walk and make a difference? Well, you'll see a little bit. I'm going to give you some of the roots of Halloween real quick, and then we're going to go to the message. Trick or treat, or treat or trick. Satan wants to give you a treat. Trick you screw your life up amen we're going to talk about it that's coming up in a little bit but i'm going to go in some roots of halloween first then we're going to get to the message amen here we go rog let's push it halloween's a multi-billion dollar industry say it with me second only to what remember that now down here we don't see it so much but up north forget about it they decorate up there like it's christmas You know, especially with fall and everything. And it's scary and spooky some of it, but a lot of it's just this fall decorations. And a lot of it's absolutely gorgeous. You see the way they decorate their yards and things. Halloween roots are from about 2000, change, say 2000, about 2000 years ago from the Celts. The more elite and intellectual class was called the Druids. You might not know all this. You might not care about it. They had elaborate pagan religious festivals. So it's certainly rooted in paganism. The most popular of their festivals was called Samheim or pronounced "Sowen." oddly. This was the most solemn and important night in the Celtic year. So Halloween, about 2,000 years ago in the Celtic religious background. One of their strange beliefs was on this night that a barrier, that this is their belief. Not that it's true, but that's their belief that a barrier between the natural and spiritual worlds was removed so that the spirits of the dead could mingle and communicate with the spirits of the living. Amen? Now, in the 1800s, the Catholic Pope moved the spring celebration of the Festival of Saints to November the 1st. Okay? Of course, you know Martin Luther, you might not know this, came along later. The thesis were nailed to the door on, on October 31st, you know, and that was... Really a coming out of, you know, the dark ages and and putting their faith in Christ and believing that you must be saved by faith. That happened later in the 1500s. Now, All Saints Day is still celebrated by many to honor believers who have died. The night before it became known as, sit with me, All Hallows' Eve. It was a sacred day. It was a vigil the night before All Saints Day. So see, there's a little movement going on there in this Halloween thing that started 2,000 years ago. So all Hallow's Eve became Hallow's what? Evening. And to shorten it it up, it became Halloween or Hallow Eve or Halloween. That's where you get Halloween, in case you didn't know that. You could go on Jeopardy now. You see what I'm saying? Costumes and going door to door, though. Where did that come from? Costumes. Did the Celts? do No, didn't do any of that. That's really a... Tradition, beginning, beginning in the 1500s, it consists of putting on little plays, dramas in the park, and they would exchange food and drinks and things like that. And that's where that came from, dressing up. Okay. Trick or treat seems to be, though, say this with me, primarily what? American in what? So, the fact that kids go door to door, things like that, that's an American thing. You hear me or not? It's an American thing. Now, we're a nation of immigrants. We know that, correct? Amen. Irish and Scottish immigrants brought the tradition here especially. Making this a night of what? Say it with me. And there's probably a little alcohol involved. I'm just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. So... It became a night of pranks. They would soap up windows. It was probably before the day of toilet paper people's houses and things like that. You understand? How many ever toilet paper somebody's house? Let me see, you can go ahead and confess it right here. There you go. Man, we got a lot of you people in there. You crazy. They would soap up windows. They would overturn outhouses. Remember the day? You don't remember, but they were were outhouses. How many actually you grew up having an outhouse? So you do, some of you remember that, amen? Well, it ain't a pleasant thing to have one turned over, amen? Now, if you just have to do that, the next best thing is doing some of these porta-potties, but I don't recommend it, okay? But I've seen that done here, amen? Good grief. So if you're building a new house, keep an eyeball on that porta-potty because it can happen sometimes. You just don't want to be in it when it happens. Here we go. They would remove gates from hinges, and they would do other types of light vandalism. It was just a night of pranks and getting out and just screwing around. You understand? That's how it started in this country. They would credit ghosts or goblins for doing it. You understand? Yes or no? So where did ghosts and all that stuff come from and Halloween? What actually just came from that? Crediting, you know, no, I didn't do it. A ghost did it. You understand? Mama honest, I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? We lie. That's what we do. Now, by the 1920s, damage was being done to neighborhoods. And it started escalating in this country. And that's the problem. Amen? Say. Because we, we, we can put up with some mess, but if you come to our neighborhood and start messing with us, mm, it's going to be a little problem. Yes or no? Amen? Say. It's the way it is. So, because of community vandalisms, groups were made to make groups were made or organized to make the evening fun. Make it a fun time. Take back your community. It's an alternative to, to vandalism and to mischief. Do y'all just hear what I just said? So that's where a lot of this Halloween came from in our country, and that's why groups are involved to this very day. It helps we call it in Englewood the safe walk, don't we? Sure. Groups like Boy Scouts, other children, they were encouraged to do door-to-door uh, visiting, receive treats from homeowners and merchants. And, and Boy Scouts back in the day would help keep the troublemakers away. They didn't, just didn't meet. Now, they were there. The Boy Scouts would help to keep the little neighborhood safe. Isn't that crazy? Pretty good. I like that idea. Amen? That's me, though. So, by the 1930s, the practice of children going through neighborhoods on, on the last day of October became popular across America, and the phrase, trick or treat began being heard everywhere. Now, how many feel like you learned something today? Just a little bit, like, like a little. My mind's but something. So, in a way, that should answer why Fellowship Church gets involved in the Englewood Safe Walk. Did you hear me or not? This is our town. And I could stand as a pastor and go, we're not having anything to do with that evil holiday. Well, you know what? It's not at all evil what we do. We go down there and we love on people. We love on the children we're going to give them treats and little things that you provided. And we're also going to go and give them a little gospel track that tells them they don't have to be afraid. You don't have to fear. Jesus loves you. Amen. So this is our town so we we want to keep it safe. We want to, and that's a beautiful thing. Like if you live here and expect a lot of kids to come to your door and get candy from you, it's probably not happening. Because on purpose We've organized down there. We'll have five thousand plus children. Last Saturday, there was another group that my wife was a part of that organized at Tringali, and they had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of children that came, and it was all safe, and it was a beautiful environment for the children to stay safe. Amen. So that's why we do it. You might not agree with it, but that's okay. You're an American. How about that? Amen. So you get to have your opinion. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm not a big Halloween guy. Never have been. Don't like it a whole lot. But I do think it's a great idea to reach out and to provide a safe environment. Amen? And so that's what we do. So that's that. Now let's go to what I like. The Word. How about that? Amen? We've been in a last days series. People might wonder, what's the last days? What's that time when this earth comes to an end? The Bible talks about it. You mean the Bible's more than just telling me how I should live? Absolutely. There's whole... Uh, books in the Bible written on prophecy and end time things that are going to happen. The book of Revelation is the last book in the Bible which unveils things that must come to pass in the future. A lot of it's already come to pass or we're seeing it fulfilled in our lifetime. Can't go back and preach all the messages so let's go with this one today. Now I want to listen to Jesus today as he describes what's going to happen at the end of the tribulation period. There's coming a time on this earth, we talked about it last week, When all hell will break loose, there will be a leader that will come on this planet. He will solve the Middle East crisis. He will be set up as a a leader. People actually want to worship this guy. You know how we are. We worship people all the time, don't we? Yes or no? We're set for that, aren't we? Say. And, uh, well, the peace treaty is going to be a scam, a sham. It's going to be broken at three and a half years. And the people of Israel are going to be annihilated. Annihilated. Do you think that people on this planet right now, by and large, large groups of people want Israel annihilated? Yes or no? Yes or no? Absolutely. It's the truth. Absolutely. All of Islam wants Israel, you know, banished, killed, put into the sea. And their second ones on their hit list is is America. You understand that? It's no accident that we, we struggle with the things that we struggle with. So... Something's happening at the end of the tribulation period. This is a very controversial passage I'm going to preach this morning, try to teach it. Do I know everything? Absolutely not. But we're going to take a stab at it. Amen? We'll see what we can do. It's often misunderstood. This is a passage that's rarely preached. Many of you will say, well, I never heard that ever in church. Well, here we go. Matthew 25. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory at the end of the tribulation period. Not the rapture of the church. That either happens which I hope at the beginning of the tribulation period, called the pre-tribulation rapture, or the middle of the tribulation, which a lot of people believe, the mid-wrath theory. A lot of good people aren't sure, but they certainly know that Jesus is coming again. He's going to actually receive his church away. That's what the Bible teaches. It will happen. The timing is, is uh, it's in question. But after the tribulation period... The Son of Man is going to come in his glory with all the holy angels. The holy angels are going to be with him. Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. So let's just break it down. At the end of the tribulation, Jesus Christ is going to preside over what's called, say it with me, the judgment of the nations. It's in the Bible. We'll see it. He's going to be accompanied by his what? Holy angels. In the pouring out of what? Judgment. When? I thought the judgment already took place. Well, no, that's wrath that's poured out during an evil time on this planet. It's a horrible time. But he's going to come and actually judge people who are on this earth, saved and lost. And that's what this passage is about. This judgment's going to take place when the Son of Man comes in his glory at his what coming? Second coming. It's not the rapture, that's the snatching away. It actually says he'll come in the clouds then and there'll be a taking away of. Believers, you see that passage a couple of different places in the Bible. First Thessalonians: For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, the word is snatched, uh, together with them in the what? Clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. So there's a rapture that's going to take place. This is not that time. That's prior. Now it's the second coming of Christ. What is that? The second coming of Christ. It's when Jesus Christ comes to the what? Earth at the end of the what? Tribulation period. Now, you might say, Clark, my head's spinning. I don't understand this. Well, it's Bible. It's written in the Bible. It's in a lot of places in the Bible. I'm not like, ooh, making it up because I don't have something better to do, okay? So I don't like preaching. this no better than you. I like probably hearing it, but it's what's going to happen. The point is, if you don't put your faith in Jesus Christ, you do it at your own peril, Well, I don't believe that. Well, you'll be a believer one day. You will be a believer one day. And you're going to see. This is an age of grace. This is an age of where you and I are blessed to be able to freely put our faith in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit of God is here. He's moving. He's drawing us. His main job is not for you to flop like a chicken on the floor. His main job is to to lead us into truth the scriptures the word to teach us to help us put our faith in christ in jesus in christ jesus to help us witness and live for the lord and be a light in this planet amen that's why we're here right now you need to put your faith in christ why is it that churches like ours are here all across america and all across the world that's called the grace of almighty god you hear me come on let's thank the lord that's the grace of almighty god i'm gonna tell you that right now i mean it's crazy that like us right here all around the world, people are standing up, giving the invitation to put your faith in Jesus Christ, to trust Jesus Christ, to teach in the Word. That's, th- that's where we live. But that's not going to always be. When could the tribulation start? Now. I don't think there's anything hindering it whatsoever. Nothing. Period. That's my opinion. I think we're setting right at the precipice of, of, of a, a problem in the Middle East. That it's a powder keg. It's been that way for years. It'll just always be that way. Well, my opinion is, my lifetime, it seems to be worse. Amen? That's just craziness. And you look at all the players on the world stage today, from Russia to China to now North Korea, who doesn't just keep it secret that they want to kill us. They actually talk about it. That's a little bit different for us, isn't it? Used to you wouldn't say something like that to the United States of America, would you? Say He wouldn't talk like that. He'd get blown to smithereens. A lot of boldness out there today. Okay? A little bit crazy world. But back to this judgment. At the end of the tribulation, not the rapture, the second coming, it'll take place. Okay, where will it take place? He will sit on his glorious throne on the earth. That's what the scriptures teach. We already read it. Isaiah says of the increase of of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and with justice. From henceforth, even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this, the throne of David, his father David. So where is that? He will reign how long? A thousand years on this earth. A thousand years. It's called the millennial reign of Christ. When you read the Bible, when you read prophecy, this judgment of nations is going to take place at the very beginning, the beginning. So if there's a thousand-year period after the tribulation, when is this judgment we're going to talk about take place? It takes place right at the beginning. Have I lost you yet? Okay? Who's going to be judged? Who's going to be judged? By the way, his throne of his father David is Jerusalem. That will be where, his, where he will be. Isn't it interesting that the center of the three major religions on the earth today is what city? Jerusalem. I thought it was America. No. No. It's not Mecca. It's not Washington. Just like the Bible said. It's where? I don't believe the Bible. You ought to believe the Bible, all of it, just because of that. Out of all the nations of the world, there wasn't even a Jerusalem before 1948. It, was, it pretty much vanished. A nation was established. The people are back in the land. Jerusalem is a player. Jeru- uh, Israel is the Is a nuclear force in the Middle East. If it wasn't for Israel and our support of Israel, it'd really be a mess over there. You hear me or not? Yes or no? It's crazy. Three major religions, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. Right there, right there, right there, right there. So where is Jesus going to rule and reign? Well, I'll take a wild guess. Right where? There. Pretty interesting. Now, before him, Matthew 25... Shall be gathered all nations. He shall separate them one from another. This judgment. As a shepherd divides his what? Sheep from the what. Sheep and goats ain't the same thing. Sometimes they make the same sound. Mm-hmm. They look similar sometimes, but later on they don't. Babies, they do. Later on, they don't. He knows the difference. A lot of Christians, a lot of people go to church today saying they're Christians. He knows the difference. He knows whether you are or not. Quit trying to impress people. How about you try to impress him? You know how you impress God? There's one way you impress God, one way. Guess how that is? Faith, faith, faith. You cannot please God. Put the word impress if you want to. I don't care. It's impossible to please or impress God without faith. For we must what? Believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen? For by grace are you saved through what? Faith, not not of yourselves. Now, I'm not talking about giving you money to a TV preacher. None of that. I'm talking about bowing your knee before the Lord and saying, I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose from the dead. I don't believe, I don't, my, my faith's not in Fellowship Church. My faith is not in Pastor Gary Clark. My faith is not in the Catholic Church. My faith is not in, in, in politics or America. My faith is in Jesus Christ. My faith is not in myself, my good works, my good looks, my money, my education, my anything. So you're not going to impress God or please God by showing him your pedigree. The Bible says he sits in the heavens and laughs at your pedigree. Amen? So, you must be born again. You must be saved. You must put your faith in Jesus Christ. There is no other way out. You, are you hearing me today? You're crazy, Pastor. I'm not crazy. I'm just preaching the Bible to you. Just because you don't know the Bible ain't my problem. Amen. That's what it says. There's no other way. Amen. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by who? Me, he says. Pretty plain. Amen. Come on. There's going to be a judgment. All nations are going to be judged. And who's the judge? Jesus. Well, I don't like people who judge He's the judge, okay? I don't like people who judge either. But you don't have no say about it, okay? He's God and you ain't. I ain't. End of the tribulation? All nations means all peoples. It doesn't mean countries like we think of nations. No. It's the idea of peoples. All peoples everywhere. He's going to judge. There will be believers and non-believers in Jesus on the earth after the tribulation period. If the tribulation period were to start now, tomorrow, three weeks, of course, there's. if the rapture takes place, awesome. That's what I hope. And I've got a little bit of Scripture to, to rely on and hang on to on, all right? But other pre- people don't believe. They think it's going to be later. But regardless, the point is there's going to be believers and unbelievers. You think about it. Will there believers be believers and unbelievers in seven years from now? Absolutely, absolutely. He's going to come and judge. Those who believed in Jesus Christ are going to do what? They're going to reign with him for a thousand years on this earth. Believers who have gone through the tribulation, who are alive and who put their faith in Jesus Christ, are going to reign with him. What about those that don't believe? He's going to judge them, and those who have refused, refused to believe in Jesus Christ are immediately going to go to hell. So what's going to happen? Are you kidding me? That's not very nice. Tough. I didn't write the Bible. Amen. Say. He's God. I'm not. He gave his one and only son. I think that ends the question right there. It ends ends our argument with him right there. It ends it all right there. Well, that's not very nice. You didn't give your son. Say. And if you did it, it wouldn't even do any good. He gave his one and only son. Sinless, perfect, the son of the living God, so you and I could be saved. You reject him, you do it at your peril. It's going to happen. That's what's going to happen in this passage. Now, we're, we're going to see it. This isn't just me up here talking. We're going to have some Scripture, and it's coming. So, trick, treat or trick, sheep or goat, which are you right now? Which are you right now? The sheep. Let's look at this passage. He goes on to talk about this judgment and what's going to happen. He shall set the sheep at this judgment on his right hand, but the goats will be on his left. When you look at the Scripture, the place of right hand, Jesus sits on the what side of God the Father? Right hand of God if It's a place of authority. It's a place of blessing. Sheep right, goats what? Left. Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, Come, you blessed of my Father. Are we blessed of God the Father because he gave his son Jesus for us? Can we praise him for that? Come on. We are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. So, you that are blessed of that believe and are blessed of God the Father, listen, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Were we made in the image of God? Absolutely. Did God make man and then to talk with man? Did God do that with Adam? Sure he did. Sure he did. Amen? And, you know, but we fell and and sin happened. And so God came and he rescued us through his son. I don't get it all, guys, but I, I get that pretty much right there that we're sinners. I got that part. I don't deserve to go to heaven because of me. I got that part. And honestly, if I was in charge too, I'd have sent me to hell. Holy or sinful, Clark, but I'm sinful. Well, mm, okay, well, I would have, that's who I am. But God so loved me, he gave his one and only son, that if I'd believe in him, I could have everlasting life. He would cast my sin as far as the east is from the west and remember it no more. Amen? That sounds like a pretty good deal. But, so we're blessed of the Father. The sheep, he's talking about them. I was hungry and you gave me meat, especially during the tribulation period. Keep that in mind. These is during that seven years of tribulation on this earth. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer and say, Say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or when were you thirsty and we gave you drink? When did we see you as a stranger and we took you in? When were you naked and we, we put clothes on you? When did we do that? I don't remember that. When did we see you sick or in prison? We came to you and the king answered. Jesus will answer them at that judgment and say, Verily I say unto you, In so much as you've done it unto the least of these. Say it with me. Mahu, mahu, My, who. my, who? my who? You've done it unto me. What does that mean? What does that mean? Keep pushing me. All right, so who are the sheep? Who are the sheep? They're believers in Jesus Christ. The sheep are believers in Jesus Christ. It's all through the Bible. The Lord is my what? I shall not want. He makes me lie down and what? It's a, my sheep hear my voice and know my voice. John 10. Okay? Who are the sheep? They're true believers. Say true with me. True. One more time. True. Are you a true believer? Are you believing, well, I'm a good person, you're not a true believer? You need to believe in Jesus Christ and him alone. There should be nothing else in that box other than Jesus. Got it? Yes or no? You ever took a test and it was like there was one answer to the test? That was it. Well, yeah, and I got close, you know. That doesn't work. One answer, Jesus. Amen? Amen. Jesus Christ, you believe in Him. And the evidence of their relationship with Jesus was done what? It was what? It was what? It was manifested in what they truly did. Our works don't save us or get us to heaven. No, it's His blood. But because we're a believer in Christ and a true believer, we should show forth the works of Christ. Yes or no? Listen, if you go to Fellowship Church, I'm going to tell you, I know this is a little ugly message today, but listen, if you're mean to people at the public's line and mess like that, you know what? I'm embarrassed by you. And that I'm not Jesus. I'm just a pastor of a church. Can you imagine Jesus? We name his name. We say we're a follower of his and we don't show forth good works and good manners and kindness and love. Come on. We're not going to get by with that. I'm just saying there's a judgment. There's another judgment. We're not going to talk about it today. There's another judgment for Christians who who are going to make it to heaven but so as by fire. Not going to be many rewards, that's for sure. The sheep. So six things the sheep did in this passage. They gave food to the hungry. They gave drink to the thirsty. This is during the tribulation period. When you could get killed for doing that. Helping and, and, you know, like during the Nazi Germany days. When you kept those Jews in your home or under your floor basement, you'd be shot and killed. That's the same environment or worse here. They gave hospitality to strangers. They gave clothing to the naked. They visited the sick. They befriended people in prison. In prison for their faith. In prison because they put their faith in Christ and were locked up. These true believers in Jesus Christ had what? Say it with me. Faith in. And though this takes place at the end of the tribulation, this should mark who we are. Yes or no? Well, this later, I'm not here, I don't care. That's a poor attitude. Hereby perceive we love God, we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the who. But whoso hath this world's good and sees his brother has need, shuts up his bowels of compassion for him, how dwells a love of God in somebody like that? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue. I love you, I love you, I love you. But, but in deed and truth. Follow it up. Faith in action. Hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our what? You want to not fear that you're, when you die, you're going to go to heaven? Put your faith in Jesus Christ. But then you want to add some more encouragement to your faith? Live for the Lord. Love on people. And a lot of those doubts that you have will fly away, baby. Amen. You're, I'm telling you what, a changed life is the greatest testimony. It's the greatest testimony to yourself. Amen? You know you're greedy. You know you're this. You know you're this. You know you're that. But here you are because of Jesus. You're loving on people, and you're caring, and you're sharing, and you're giving. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Amen. You had to do that in me. So in this passage, they're doing this. Who did they do this for? My king shall say, you've done this unto my who? My who? brethren. My brethren. My brethren. Who did these people during the tribulation period minister to particularly? My brethren, they did it for the Jews. They did it for the Jews, the Jewish people. During the tribulation, the Jewish people, Israel, is really going to be a target, a target. And by the way, most people in Israel are not believers in Jesus Christ. They are neither believers really in in true Judaism many of them they're there in the land but more of them are agnostic than anything and so many of them are going to put their faith in Jesus Christ they're going to claim him as, and take him as their messiah and lord and they're going to be utterly annihilated all of them are going to be annihilated period but especially those who put their faith in Christ and there're going to be people that minister and care for them and love on them and help them somehow some way and that's what this passage is talking about. You did this for my brethren. Are y'all hearing me or not? Like I said, it's rarely preached, a little bit complicated. Zechariah says, in Old Testament, it'll come to pass that in all the land says the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, two-thirds. But the third shall be left. I'll bring the third part through the fire refine them as silver is refined. I will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name. I will hear them. I will say, it is my people. And they shall say, the Lord is my God. There will be many saved during that horrible time on this earth called the tribulation period. There will be people that are ministering, believers in Christ that are going to be reaching out and ministering to them best they can. This is that judgment. So in the tribulation, in the tribulation, two-thirds of all Jews will die. That's prophesied. Those who refuse the Antichrist will do what? Face annihilation. They refuse to take the mark of the what? What is that number? Six, six, six. Let me just stop. For years, I've not believed that 666 six, six was the literal number. This is Gary Clark talking. I've not believed that, okay, 666, six, six, everybody, 666, 666. Six, six, six. That, that means the number of a man. That's what the number means. It's a number of a man. Did you know every one of you have numbers now? You couldn't have said that 200 years ago, 100 years ago, you'd have no number. That's happened in our lifetime. I just find it interesting. If you tell, this is Gary talking, because I'm a little weirdo, and I have studied this quite a bit, and I, I get intrigued by it. Six plus six plus six is 18. Six plus six plus six is 18. Did you know most credit cards have 16 to 18 numbers on them? That's just a crazy thing to me. Is that you're going to have a you know if you're in this on this earth during a tribulation period? You know, you're going to have to receive a number. Those that refuse to receive that number, that mark of the beast, you can't buy or sell or get good. You'll starve to death. That's what the Bible teaches. whole other passage. But the point is, those that refuse are going to be annihilated. They're going to be hunted down like dogs and exterminated. People aren't that mean. They wouldn't do that. What world are you living in? Yes or no? Crazy, isn't it? This isn't that hard to preach anymore. Like in the 60s or 70s, people looked at me like a fool. You know, or the 40s. Now, (laughs) not at all. We see this playing out. Certainly, those assisting and helping those are going to do it at their own what? Peril. Jesus says to the true believers, those who do the right thing regardless of the consequence, those are true believers. Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the earth. So did you see who the sheep were? Yes or no? They do all those things. They believe in Jesus. Treat or trick? Let's look at the goats. I'm about wore out. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. That's not something you want to hear Jesus say. For I was hungry, you didn't give me anything. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you didn't take me in. Naked, you didn't clothe me. Sick, you didn't visit me. Now, a lot of people use that to say good works get you to heaven. That's not what this is talking about. This is the judgment of the nations after the tribulation period. But good works should mark a Christian. That's not what saves you. Yes or no? Amen or oh me? So, then shall they also answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and thirsty and a stranger, naked, sick, in prison? We didn't do stuff for you. That he's going to answer, saying, Verily I unto you, in so much as you did it, you did not. You did it not to one of the least of these. You didn't do it to me. You saw my brethren, and you were part of the problem. You didn't help. You cared about yourself. And these shall go away where? Into what? Why do I say at this judgment those that believe a thousand years with Christ?" Those that do not, into hell immediately. Why do I say that? Because that's what the Bible says. Y'all see the verse? Did I make that up? But the righteous are going to go where? Into life what? Eternal. Keep looking. So, who are the goats? Y'all can't believe y'all got up for this, can you? I promise you next week, the messages are going to be super nice. You say, I can't invite nobody to steak dinner and come here, man. Well, anyway, I'll be really nice next week. Hey, you want to get scared? It's Halloween. I can scare you, baby. You hear me? Yes or no? I can do a lot worse than some little joker dressed up in an outfit. This is the Bible. Who are the goats? Unbelievers. Who are the goats? No evidence of a true relationship with Jesus Christ because they don't know Him personally. A lot of people are trying today to get to heaven or to get to God, but there's no relationship with Christ personally. And when you do that, you start getting a little kooky. People worship all kinds of things. They're on a quest to have a relationship with God, but they're trying so many other ways than through Jesus Christ. Not everyone that says to me, from this passage, one of the most famous verses in the Bible, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. What's God's will for your life? God's will for every man is for you to be saved. That's God's will for every man, for you and me to be saved. Put our faith in Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know what God's will is. Well, how about you start at square one? How about that? Amen. Say, that's his will. Many are going to say, Lord, we, did we prophesy in your name and we cast out devils in your name and we've done many wonderful works in your name that I'm going to profess unto you, I never knew you. There's going to be wailing too like that. Depart from me, you that work iniquity, I never knew you. Pretty tough message, isn't it? So we looked at the characteristics of the sheep. Now let's look at the characteristics of goats. Goats. They claim to be Christians. Claim. Claim. A lot of people claim today. I do this. I go there. I give this. I go to this church. I'm that. Grandma did this. And they know the truth, but don't act on it. So many people know today that Jesus Christ is, is the only way to God the Father. They know John 3, 16. They can quote Scripture to you. They even brag about it. But they don't act on it. They hide. Are ashamed. Many today who put their faith in Christ are ashamed of the Lord, ashamed of him. Why in the world would I be ashamed in Englewood, Florida of Jesus Christ? Why would I be ashamed to be ashamed of you people? I'm proud to be pastor Fellowship Church. Proud. Why? Because we're something special. Not because he's something special. Amen. And we love the Lord. We want to do right. Do we always do it? No. We screw it up a lot of times. But I'm proud of you. You hear me? I want to serve the Lord. Their belief didn't affect their heart. So many's belief, they don't affect their heart at all. Same old, same old. Check yourself out. They're damned by their lack of faith. They deny Jesus Christ. Well, I'd never do that. Well, I think we do it sometimes. We don't know we're doing it. Better check yourself out here. Sheep goats, Raj, help me, buddy. You're killing me. They go into everlasting punishment. Amen. Horrible, horrible. Treat or trick. Y'all right or not? You're like, I'll never come here again. I don't like him. I met this young golf guy over here. You're like, you're crazy. It's all right, son. At least you saw it on the screen, didn't you? Their sounds are similar, sheep and goats. (coughs) Meh, 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 meh. The church is full today in this country and a world that sounds similar. That's what our politicians are telling us. All roads are leading us to heaven. We all need to get together, and we just sing kumbaya. That's not how this country was founded. I'm going to tell you that right now. They came here for a reason. They came here for a reason, for freedom, to preach the gospel, to believe in Jesus Christ, to live. You might not know that about your country, but that's where we came from, guys. Any blessing we have is because of Him. I'm going to tell you that right now. Even as babies, they look alike. Look at them. Aren't they cute? Look, me, meh, 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 meh. Mama, mama, mama knows. Amen, say. Treat or trick, what are you today? Sheep or goat? Let's check it out. Faith. Look at what God did in my life. Works. Look at what I did. Church is full of that today. What have you done for me lately? Serve me. Look at me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, but by me, Jesus said. Faith, faith. Without faith, it's impossible. I've already quoted these verses to you. All right? They're right there. Confession. Sheep. One way. Jesus. Goats. Confusion. Many ways. You pick. Have at it. Does that sound vaguely familiar? Whoso therefore shall confess me before me in him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven, but whosoever denies me before me, in, will I deny him before his father, before my father in heaven. Keep looking. Romans ten nine. We say it all the time around here. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus, Son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God. Lots of scripture. Sheep, obedience. I'll do what you want me to do, God. She, the goats, disobedience. I'll do what I want to do, God. Yes or no? Am I making it pretty clear? I mean, we got pictures and everything. If you love me, keep my commandments, the Bible says. He that loves me and keeps not my, my sayings, and the word which they hear and and the word which they hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. Why don't you do what I say? Jesus says. It's not like I'm making this stuff up. The sheep receive forgiveness. And they will forgive. Some of the meanest people I've ever met in my life, I'm telling you right now, are Christian so-called people. Bitter, angry, mean, judgmental, ugly as a day is long to folk, I'm not sure everybody I've met is going with me. You hear me say, The goat, unforgiveness. I won't forgive. Judge not and you won't be judged. Who said that? Jesus. Condemn not and you won't be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. That's pretty tough, isn't it? Sheep believe the Scripture. What God says is the truth and authority in the Word of the living God. Goat's opinions. Ah, what others say. Whatever. No truth, no authority. Well, the Bible doesn't mean that. You know, it's just man's interpretation. You ever heard that? Etc. Keep pushing, Rods. Go on to the next one. I'm out of time, buddy. Revelation twenty two. You take anything from my word, the Bible says, I'll take your name from the book of life. That's what he says. You say my word's not true. He starts out in Genesis one one in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I don't believe in creation. That would scare the snot out of me. That's the first verse in the Bible, and one of the last verses in the Bible says, if you do what you did with the first verse you going to have a problem. Amen. Say. That's called bookends and where I come from. Amen. Treat or trick, sheep or goat. What are you today? What are you today? What are you today? Am I done, Raj? Tell me I'm done. Oh. Heaven or hell. Amen. Did you get the message today? Judgment of the nations. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Come on. Come on. Praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. Come on, there you go. Do we have all the answers? No, we don't have all the answers. But was there enough there to make a little sense of something? I would say there was enough there to make a little sense of something, even for people from Rockingham like me. Amen say. Amen. Come on, let's go ahead and stand on up. Thank you. Praise the Lord.